And now I'd like to invite all of the children that are present with us this morning to come forward and have a moment with me. Come on this way. You're going to have to come around this way. Yep, it's communion day, so we've got the middle closed here, so you've got to come around that way. There you go. Come on this way. There you go. Yeah. I didn't see all you out there. You were hiding somewhere. I didn't know there were this many of you here. Come on and have a seat. And if you are worshiping with us at home, I invite you to move a little bit closer to your screen right now for this time as well. Come on in. Come on in. All right, so today we are going to be talking about prayer. And I don't know if you heard what Mr. Rob just read up there, but we heard that all of the followers of Jesus went back to a, to a room. They went to a room together where they were staying. And this is right after Jesus had left them. And Jesus said, I want you to go back to this room and I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And so what they did was they went there and they waited and they prayed together. Prayer is really important because prayer is one of the ways that we connect with God. Our God is always reaching out to us, but when we go to God in prayer, we reach back out to God, and we can pray for ourselves, we can pray for one another, or we can just listen, listen for God, or feel God's presence. But I want to teach you one simple way to pray today. We're going to talk about our membership vows at West End this next few weeks, which means the things that we promise to do at West End. And one of those things is to pray. And we, we have five of them. So I thought today we might look at a five-finger prayer. So can everybody put your hand up like this? This is a really easy way to remember how to pray. And you can do this anytime you want, okay? So let me see your thumb first of all. So when you think about your thumb, you pray for anybody that's really close to you, that you love very much. So maybe like your mom or your dad or a grandparent or somebody else, a friend. So that's what this is for, okay? And then let me see your pointer. Let me see your pointer. So we do like this, yeah? So now we've got two fingers up, right? So when we put our pointer finger up, we remember to, to pray for all of those people that take care of us and point the way. Teachers, leaders, maybe even a pastor, somebody that you would pray for that takes care of you in your life. Then you put your third finger up. Yeah, there you go. And that third finger, we remember to pray for all of those people in the world that are leaders, that, that take care of everything that makes the world run. And we pray that they would do that in smart and good ways and always keep God at the center of that. And then this fourth thing, we raise our fourth finger. So we've got this now. On our fourth finger, we remember to pray for all of those who might be forgotten, who might not always be prayed for. Maybe it's, maybe it's somebody that, um, that doesn't have a lot of things, or maybe it's somebody that's very sick and they don't have many friends, and so we pray for those people here. And then finally, what do you think the last one is? What do you think? We pray for ourselves, because it's always important that we pray for ourselves as well, okay? Because God loves us and loves you very much. You think you can remember that five-finger prayer? People close to me, people that take care of me and, and lead me, our leaders around the world, those people that are on the margins that people don't often pay attention to, and then myself. That's a five-finger prayer. You think you can go and do five-finger prayers all week, every day this week? I would love that because the world loves it when we fill the world with prayer. God loves it when we fill the world with prayer. Let us pray. 
Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for helping us remember that it's important to come to you in prayer. I ask that you would be with each of these children gathered here today and help them remember that you love them very much and that anytime they want to pray to you, that you are there and that you are listening and that they can feel your presence. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. All right. If you are ages three, four, or five, you can head to Children's Church. You're going to head right over towards that door. And it, okay, then you will head to Children's Church if you want to. And everybody else can go back to the seats with their families. Thanks for coming up here. Four, head right that way. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that was a four. Maybe that was a four-finger prayer. I don't know. I don't know which that was. So this week, we are beginning a series called Acts of Faith. And in this series, we are going to be putting passages from the book of Acts into conversation with our membership vows as United Methodists. Now, if you are a member of West End United Methodist, or you are a member of any United Methodist church, or you have just worshiped with us a lot, then you have probably said these vows. Because each time somebody joins our church, each time somebody joins our church, they come forward. They come forward. And when they come forward, we invite them to say their vows, and then we as a congregation repeat those vows together. And those vows are fivefold and we say them every time somebody joins the church, that we are going to offer up our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. When we do that, we make a commitment to one another that we will do those five things and prayer is the first one of those. Prayer is the foundational one in many ways. And so I want to talk just a little bit about prayer today. Now, we could go on and on about prayer. People have lots of ideas about what it means to pray. People have lots of ideas about how God works through prayer and in prayer. And also, there are lots of ways to pray. Um, throughout Christian history, there have been teachers and leaders that have come up with ways to try to help us pray, like a five-finger prayer, to try to help us figure out ways we can remember to connect with God. And I don't have time in a short communion meditation to unpack all of that. So today I want to focus on one thing. And that's the one thing that I think is most central about prayer, and it's the most central thing in this particular passage, and that is this, that prayer at its simplest is opening ourselves to the presence of God. That sounds pretty simple. It's opening ourselves, whatever it is we're doing, whether it's a spoken prayer, a quiet prayer, a song, some action that we're doing prayerfully, it opens us to the presence of God. In the words of the book of Acts and in the New Testament, 
what we are saying is that basically we're opening ourselves to the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're opening ourselves to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's really what prayer is all about. Quite simply, it's opening ourselves to that very real presence of God among us. Now, in this passage, you hear that this is exactly what happens with these early followers of Jesus. If you know anything about the book of Acts, then you might know that it is a sequel to the Gospel of Luke. So, in the Gospel of Luke, the author of Luke tells about Jesus' birth, death, birth, life and ministry, death and resurrection. And then in the sequel, in the book of Acts, this author tells about Jesus going to be with God, but then the rest of the book is about what the followers of Jesus do and learn about staying connected to God even when Jesus is gone. And it's about how they find that they can continue to experience the presence of God among them, giving them guidance and comfort and strength. And this is exactly what Jesus told them to do. What you didn't hear in the verses that come right before that is right before Jesus goes up to be with God, Jesus says to the followers, I want you to go to this upper room and I want you to stay there. And there, I want you to wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what they do. They go to this room and they wait. They wait for the presence of God. And it says that they constantly pray together. It's some of the disciples. It's the early women who are close followers of Jesus. It's some of the family of Jesus. All of these people gathered together in prayer, in an upper room. Now, we don't know if it's the same upper room where they had the Last Supper, but it very well could have been. They may have still been staying in the same place. And even if it wasn't the same place, it's still the same feeling. They are gathered around again as a community, probably around a table. And they're gathered again, expecting to find the presence of God again. And so they pray and they bring their hopes, they bring their fears, they bring their doubts, their struggles, and they bring their excitement for what God might be about to do among them and with them and through them. <clears throat> and that is, sets the pattern for what it is to gather in worship. Today, we will gather around this table we gather around this table and gather in this space week after week. And what we expect when we do that, when we come together to pray together, is that we will meet the presence of God through prayer. We will meet the Spirit of God. Now, what does it mean to meet the Spirit of God and to find God in prayer and to feel God's presence? Well, that can be a lot of different experiences for a lot of different people depending on where they are in their lives. But I can say pretty confidently that it doesn't mean that just because we come together to pray that things are going to happen exactly as we want them to. We know that by experience and we also know that by seeing the lives of the disciples 
they go on to spread, these disciples and other followers, they go on to spread the gospel message throughout the Mediterranean and to Rome and across the world. And a lot of that is exciting and good. And then there's also struggle and pain, and even some of them face violent death. So it's all mixed up together there. So their, their praying doesn't necessarily get them everything they want, and yet it opens them to the presence of God in what it is they're called to do. And also their praying doesn't force God to do anything, but rather it tunes them into the fact that God is already present with them in each and every moment. That is what prayer is about. That is what it is to experience and welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives when we worship together. I'm reminded of when I was a youth director, and uh, the churches I worked at, we used to have a retreat called Discovery Weekend, and I did this at several churches I was at, and at Discovery Weekend, one of the big things, the, the retreat would happen at the campus of the church, so we didn't go anywhere, we retreated at the church, and on Saturday night, on Saturday night, we would have a prayer service for all the youth, and we would invite their families and their loved ones, and we would pray for and with the youth by name. It's a simple service. It's a simple service. Have a short message by somebody that loved the youth very much, a, a parent or a, or a leader. And then we simply invited the youth to come and kneel, and we went down name by name, lit a candle that reminded them of the Spirit of God working in their lives, and prayed for them by name. And then we would invite everybody to leave, and the only people left were the leaders and the youth and I tell you, every single time when we were in that dark sanctuary with the candles lit, having just affirmed the presence of God there with each and every one of us, we felt it. We could feel God present. And it manifested in all sorts of different ways for people. Some of the youth might be overjoyed by feeling the presence of God. They might be laughing or sharing with their friends their joy, hugging one another possibly tears of joy. Others would be crying because there was something deep inside that maybe needed healing or that was hurting that in that moment the presence of God as they allowed it to be there was touching and working on their heart. And we would hold each other and pray together and then eventually as we felt led we would just make our way out of the sanctuary Sometimes there'd be people in there for an hour or more. But when we all left, we left knowing that the Spirit of God went with us, that our prayers had been answered in that way because we knew that God was with us in whatever it was we were carrying with us. And those youth became light to the world and a sign of the Spirit to the world. That's what these seniors who are here will be doing soon. You all who have gathered in this place, you all who have been nurtured by prayer together by these people and you have prayed for one another, you too will carry the Spirit of God from this place out into the world. And I don't know what God has in store for you, but anytime you go to God in prayer, you can remember that the Holy Spirit is there with you guiding you and holding you and comforting you. 
And that's what I hope will happen each and every time we gather in this place. It's what I hope will happen today. We're going to add a few things to the service today to open ourselves to the presence of God through prayer. Pastor Stacy's going to invite us to share some concerns with one another. Later, I'm going to explain that uh, one of our dear, dear friends and spiritual guides, Sally Honor, is here in the transepts to pray for people if somebody needs some one-on-one -on -one prayer today in a confidential way and needs a prayer partner. And I'll explain that after communion. But I want us to think about the fact that we're here praying together just like those early followers and we expect to meet God here. So I want to open this space now for the Spirit to meet us. And one of the ways I've always known how to do this because I grew up a singer is through singing. So I'm going to sing the first two phrases of Spirit of the Living God and then I want you to join me if you would. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Will you sing that with me? Spirit of the living God, Fall afresh on me, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. One more time. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. May it be so.